0: Hey, what are you listening to?
1: COD Roadrunner Radio.
0: COD Roadrunner Radio?
1: The college radio station, available at codroadrunnerradio.com.
0: Wait, we have a radio station?
1: Yeah. You can listen in your car or at home with Alexa, Google, Sonos, or Bose, or through the tuning app.
0: Wow, I had no idea. COD Roadrunner Radio.
1: Your music, your voice, your station.
0: Hey, this is Sebastian Gouliens. We are now on the air with College of the Desert. (COD) Radio. We have... Kevin. And... Angelo. Live on the air. Today, we are going to talk about film, importance of film, and certain genres of film. Just going around, talking to both of you. Wanted to start off asking you two, what brings you guys to the radio station?
1: Mine was... uh, I joined... I came back to school to do film, and I just wanted to expand, so I did film, journalism, and radio.
2: Oh, oh nice. And you? And... I'm pretty much in the same boat. Anything oh, that has to sure. do with the arts and film, media, television, all the fun jazz, it's what I love to do, and I really enjoy working here at the radio station. Y'all be sure to check out the show from previous semester, Y2K is hot. <laughs>
0: no, I'm sure. So, Kevin, I want to see um, what specifically drew you into radio before we dive into film and certain genres of film just to kind of get a little bit
1: about you two the honest question was the software Software. i had been doing premiere pro with film and i wanted to learn audition to be able to make my sound better um and then i realized once i got into it i took the intro class and realized that i really sort of enjoyed making the um podcasts and the the um shows Nice. What about you, Angela?: and you.
2: I love working in music production, putting together playlists to be put onto the air. When it came to the actual like hosting aspect, that was something that was like brand new. It was something that I was always familiar with. I never would have seen myself doing this, maybe yesterday. Decade, but seeing how a lot of my role models from Japan have thrived in that particular area... It's like, yeah, I could give it a go, just talk about whatever and figure out that there is an audience out there for what many might be considered to be niche. However, I find it to be really rewarding experience indeed. So these
1: shows are really fun. You yeah, should listen to them.
2: I'm
0: sure I would love to. Love to give the opportunity and chance. Okay, guys, let's dive into the topic. Film. Mm. Yes. Let's start off
1: real quick. Kevin, what is your favorite genre and why? Horror. Horror films. <laughs> I've always what? loved horror films ever since I was little. I scared the hell out of my parents. Um, I think it's the the thought that you can you can be safe while watching the danger. I guess I don't I'm know. Sure. It's like you can get, you can get close to it, but you're never in danger. So it's a it's a wimp's way out, but <laughs> but I like it.
0: No, I'm sure. Any particular film comes to mind, or, or character or characters? For example, you got like Jason, Freddy, Leatherface. You got those. The, you, got, you got those guys. Or you guys. You got like different horror films. Any particular character or genre?
1: Yeah, I should have clarified. The horror like films kind of that bad. I enjoy are psychological horror, way more than slashers. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a good slasher. You know, give Freddy his props. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I like psychological horror, and I tend to like movies that no one else sees, or <laughs> very few people see. There's a movie from is it the 90s, called Paper House? Which is about a sick little girl who has a sort of psychic connection with a sick little boy, and it's all a psychological thing, and um, they draw pictures back and forth to each other, and it's just really, really interesting. And basically his father is like, or I can't remember if it's, I haven't seen in a while, if it's his father or her father that's comes out to be the villain in the piece, but it's really interesting, and people should should um, take a look. I also love things like uh, I thought Hereditary was really interesting. Um, there's a actress right now called Rebecca Hall, who's been in a couple really interesting indie horror movies, one uh, The Night House and Resurrection. So if you ever get a chance to see those, take a look. Also, I saw Men recently, um, which was bizarre. But I love bizarre, I love weird, I love anything that is not standard within the box. So, yeah, we yeah weird is better. So only only can get
0: creative by getting, like, you know, the, the, the weirder the story gets. I mean, obviously there's always truth behind it, depends on the scenario, depends on the situation, depends on what's taking place. But, yeah, I wanted to bring this up, the fact that you said those two individuals and that film are, like, drawing amongst each other. To ask you a question, do you think it was visuals or visions in which they were seeing within the mind that they were drawing to each other? Like, for example, a vision in which the, you think so?
1: That's what, it's one of those films, a lot of the psychological films, you can interpret them anyway. And a lot of the times you interpret them having to do with what's going on in your life. But my interpretation of it was, yes, they both got sick and they have this psychic connection and they drew this house. Now I'm remembering everything. They drew this house, which they could live in. Oh, so it was her drawing, and they were both met there in this house. And at one point, the house gets crumpled up, and it's just the visuals are are really cool. And it was it's about a psychological connection between two people who are going through the same sort of problems.
2: I'm sure, interesting film. What about you, Angelo? I don't have one particular favorite genre of film. I can literally just watch oh yeah, well just so let's just
0: talk about horror films. Any particular characters or? particular films that come to mind.
2: You must like Japanese horror. Oh, so that's the the ring. (laughs) Or the original ones, like The Grudge? (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. Those ones, you know, they just have so much more depth than any American adaptations. I remember a couple years ago also, there was (laughs) this one horror film. It was more supernatural, maybe more suspense than horror, but it had to do with Alkigahara, the infamous suicide forest that is located oh, in Japan. Yeah. Powerful. And ironically, this film was released approximately a year before that whole controversy with the YouTuber Logan Paul and how he went into said forest and actually mm-hmm. filmed a dead body. I'm sorry. The film wasn't that successful, so I guess, you know, maybe he didn't do his research or whatnot, but it's like, bro, you are not supposed to go into that forest and be filming people like
1: that. I remember the movie you're talking about too. It's the one of the girls from um Throne, Game of Thrones. That's correct. Just yeah, like the Game star of it, it yeah. Yeah, and it was an interesting concept. I don't think they did it really well,
2: though. Not really, yet at the same time, I appreciate the idea of what could be done. Other than that, I will say another film that I really do enjoy is The Craft. Mm -hmm. On one of the episodes of my show, we brought on Angelina, who is a real-life witch, and we talked about the fact how there were actually real spells and real witches on set that were being used to conduct said spells. So... When the main girl was telling Nancy at the end, I bind you from doing anything bad, I bind you from hurting others, that I bind you spell is actually a real-life spell that was being used. And they had to do a couple of seances and cleanses on the set just to make sure that no, any further danger was being pursued.
1: You mean the craft starring Rachel True?
2: Correct. That's powerful stuff. Witchcraft? The craft. Yeah, yeah,
0: witchcraft or black magic to say. Pretty powerful stuff, ancient stuff god knows how long that's been around all right guys let's talk let's talk about let's talk about the importance of scoring in films before uh, you know even in horror films you know you, t- you break down genres whether it's action horror sci-fi comedy I, I would say scoring has an important take on each genre of a film i would say you could have you could have truly the best story but without like a proper score mm-hmm. it completely defeats the purpose of that any particular films that come to mind when you think about a, a really good score, good sounds to match a
2: storyline, particular scene, Any anything comes to mind? Yeah, um, definitely anything that was composed by John Williams, mm-hmm. orchestra, so like... The Poseidon
1: Adventure, mm-hmm. underrated.
2: I'm sure. Yeah, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, like oh. those films would be nothing without those mm-hmm. amazing orchestral scores and how much they really set the pace and the scene. And they know exactly like... What to put in at what precise moment, at any like sort of subtle type of like you know scene or even like an action sequence, it all fits together with the puzzle perfectly. I'm
1: sure. Yeah. yeah okay. You. Oh, sorry. They're, like I said, John Williams is the Poseidon mm. Adventure. I'm pretty sure. <laughs>
0: no, I haven't heard of that name, John
1: Williams. Oh yeah, yeah. like Star Wars.
0: Oh yeah. Um, Big Star Wars fan. Jaws.
1: Too. Right, yeah. wasn't John Williams Jaws? He did I a lot know. of Spielberg stuff, and I'm sorry, I'm not that up on on music, but I I know he did Poseidon Adventure, Jaws. He was very big in the 70s and 80s. I think he's still, isn't he still active? Yes. Yeah. But yeah, definitely look him up and and listen to it because what he adds so much depth to the stories. Because what you were saying that uh, soundtrack can add so much to it is true. The opposite of that is when a bad soundtrack if you watch a movie with a horrible soundtrack it takes it down so far and i don't Absolutely. think you th- yeah i don't think people really think about it until you're watching it and you're like what the hell is that yeah, I, I can't think of anything really bad now but i know there are some that are just like awful <laughs> freddie got fingered <laughs> i don't know about the soundtrack but that movie is just awful <laughs> oh, oh.
0: awesome guys all right let's dive into second genre action yeah. Kevin, when we talk about action, I want to ask you two things. What comes to your mind when we describe action about an action film? And second question being, what would be some action films that come to your mind?
1: Well, I am a disaster nerd. So I'm going to go with the disaster action films because those I can talk about. (laughs) Um, I think like a regular action. Okay. Let's talk about this really quick. I know that... Everyone was so hot on Fury Road, and I could not stand it. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is going to get me in trouble, I guess, but I, I could not stand it. Oh,
2: no, I agree with you. That's the thing. Oh, good. Great. Yeah, yeah I thought it was Obnoxious. overdone.
1: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <sighs> but anyhow, um, I think a good action film, any action film, has to be that the action elevates the characters it tells you something about the characters it moves the story along if you have an action film that's all just action for no purpose why do you care Mm -hmm. that could be me i don't know but it's like you have to care about the people that are being put into the action to make it important and i think that's why i like disaster movies (laughs) once again the poseidon adventure is my favorite movie of all time so uh we'll talk about that a lot (laughs) um but When you take a group of people and put them through these things, um, and the action is elevating the story and elevating their struggle, that's what I think makes a a good action movie. So, oh, and I love things, any like, like ship sinking, ships having issues, love it. So the Titanic. Titanic, yep. Poseidon Adventure, Titanic, uh. Deep Rising. Deep Rising is the best cheesy movie ever made, and it has an amazing, amazing disaster scene where the ship, like, messes. I don't remember. Oh, they stop it or something. Oh no, the 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 sea creature attacks it. Mm. Oh, it's so good! You gotta watch it. (laughs) I love Creature creatures too, but yeah. So that's my thing with action: is that if it doesn't do anything for the story, what's the point? Or I don't care.
2: Mm, Yeah, pretty much piggybacking off of that, I would say the same applies in the sense of, like, would you say that, like, martial arts films would probably count as action? Certainly can, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because I'm a really big fan of the Karate Kid franchise, and now to see that it was revived with Cobra Kai on Netflix, that was what really inspired me to get into martial arts in the first place. I'm now a green belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, so super proud of that accomplishment. And, yeah, again, the character development... Watching them grow from where they started to kind of where they are at like the climax. And when stuff gets really hard, it's like it's a really big test of strength to see where they go from there. At the big tournament, will he please Mr. Miyagi in the end? It all like really helps the audience to connect with said characters. And so I think what definitely really helps a good action film as well is the character development as well as the good pacing of it. Romeo Must Die is another yeah, film that a I, I love. I, I fucking saw it. Yeah,
1: yes. yeah, Romeo's, yeah. Baby girl, Leah. <laughs> <That's my favorite. laughs> have you ever seen any of the old Jackie Chan, Michelle Yeoh? I have, ones? yes. Oh my God, those are amazing. <laughs> and they really did that stuff. They didn't have stunt doubles. They were really doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. That amazes me.
2: you faves could never today, I'm No, just no. Oh, no, well, appreciate the input. Okay, let's, let's take a quick break.
0: We are on, this is COD. College of the Desert Radio. We have Kevin and Angelo on the air. We are currently speaking about film, different topics, different genres regarding film. Okay, diving into the third genre, comedy. What
2: comes to your mind, Kevin and Angelo, when you think about comedy? Ooh. (laughs) You want to go first? Okay, so... It's the corniest film in the world, however, comma, I believe that this film was personally robbed <laughs> of an Academy Award that it rightfully deserved, and that film was the critically acclaimed Wayans Brothers-produced White Chicks. Oh, sure. <laughs> good film. With the song that also was robbed of a Grammy, A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. Mm-hmm. Cue the piano theme.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
2: So, I don't know, when it comes to comedy... <laughs> I think comedy is obviously a very subjective art mm-hmm. in itself, so if something is considered like funny to one person, it may not be towards the other. True. However, in recent years, especially like with the rise of social media, meme culture, and whatnot, a lot of films that were panned by the critics usually tend to develop like a huge cult following years mm-hmm. later, and so I think White Chicks and even the Scary mm-hmm. Movie franchise is a perfect example of that and how... Something that was, like, considered bad can be kind of like,
1: actually, we kind of like this,
2: Loki, but we was a little too embarrassed to say it back then, so definitely no
1: shame in that, you know? I about Gavin, what about you? Uh, my favorites are Waiting for Guffman and... Probably a newer one by Kristen uh, Wig called um, ba- Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar just because it was so intensely weird. Like I said earlier, I like weird. Um, I like like off-kilter humor. I'm not – I like it weird. <laughs> so if you haven't had a chance to see Mar- Mar- Barb and Mar – oh, my gosh. I can't remember what it's called. Ba- Barb and somebody go to – Vista Del Mar now can you say that again but in American no I can't. I can't I can't get it out Bob and Star that's it Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar um, well yeah
0: period period, period. Oh, no. right yeah. good film selection Angelo <laughs> I want to say White Chicks was a good selection absolutely
2: <laughs> I, <a> <laughs> I can't suck. believe you just said that said what the N-word, so no one else is around. Yeah.
0: It's the white party only, and once they go to the party, you can only dress white. Man, this is a white only (laughs) party.
1: (laughs) What a beautiful chocolate man! (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
2: I could quote that film for days on end, not to mention replicate the dance battle scene between the ladies. Ooh, perfect. So, Jesus...
0: Okay, guys, let's, talk, let's jump into sci-fi. Ooh, Let's just jump into sci-fi. All right, talk to me, Ange. When we think about sci-fi, what comes to mind? Star Wars. Nice. Right, so tell me about Star Wars. Talk to me about
2: Star Wars. Well, you know, Star Wars, it's just, it's Star Wars. What else can you say about Star Wars other than the fact that it has such a compelling storyline and the fact that even to this day, it's still something that's like kind of ongoing in terms of the character development and the world building And a lot of that, because, you know, people be clowning Disney for real ever since they bought the rights to the franchise and have been developing further TV shows. However, I believe with the release of those TV shows, you're able to see what George Lucas's vision really was. He had obviously had all the books written and everything in advance. And so everything that you see now in TV shows like The Mandalorian, Ahsoka, and The Book of Boba Fett, this that is was. all planned. This was all something that was supposed to be, like, in the storyline. And in the words of Din Djar, the Mandalorian himself, this is the way.
0: I'm <laughs> um, sorry. Oh, sorry.
2: I like the way you said it from.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm a nerd, so
1: there's that, too. No. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sci-fi for me, I like like... I combine all of my genres together. I like alien. I That's like the alien movies. Cool. Um there's a a lot of really good small ones on Netflix. There's one called Oxygen that was really good. One called Meander that was really good. But my a lot of my stuff is sci-fi horror is basically what I like. A lo- um I know a lot of people hated it, but I liked Life. Oh, did you see it with you, the it, it was basically like an alien rip-off, but yeah, with Ryan Reynolds and yeah, I
0: liked it. Which one was the name? Life. Life. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about life. What was it
1: about? Um, yeah. Well, basically, it was the same kind of thing. I mean, there's only so many scenarios that, <laughs> that people have come up with so far. Um, but it was there, uh, you know, on a ship out in the cosmos and they find a life form and then they realize that the life form is not friendly Mm. and it starts killing them off one by one has i love really depressing endings and it has a really depressing Uh end not a happy ending no not at all Mm. i like you know sometimes unhappy endings (laughs) sorry to cut you off gavin you know sometimes with films it's very rare but here and there you get a unhappy ending you know it's i think it's a much more european way of dealing with things where they'll they'll take something to its ultimate Ending, even if the ending is sad, whereas Americans, we, or at least the American film industry tends to want to make everything have like a happy ending or a hopeful ending. Like they
2: need closure.
1: Right? But sometimes it's not right. It, and you can tell in a film where like, oh, I bet you this went through audience testing and they changed something because Ooh. this isn't the right so ending. That's
2: exactly what they tried to do to the girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah. That's another one very dark. Mm-hmm. So to
0: me about that film, Dragon Tattoo. Interesting title name. Probably based on a true story.
1: Um, it was based on a book. Oh, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, a Swedish, lot of Swedish or Norwegian. I can't remember.
2: I can't remember either. However, I know that a lot of like films that were adapted after novels or books definitely went through a lot of changes as well. Like yeah. with the Hunger Games, The Maze Runner, just to name a few.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but the girl with the dragon tattoo. There's, the book series is like three or four books, and she's a very interesting character because she's the. You know, in America, she would probably be the heroine, but she's not really the heroine. She's more like the kick-ass action hero. So, uh, in, Yeah. Uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo, the girl in the spider's web, something about fire. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, take a look at some of They've been A few of them have been, or a couple of them have been made into. When was this film. published? 2009? Mm. That was the film, right? Yes. Yeah, the first film, and they did another one recently with, I think it was Rooney Mara. Mm. Um,
0: so this book was completely made off i'm sorry this film was completely made off of books the first based, book first yeah book. i think yeah. like a,
1: i think there's like three or four books in the in the series and i can't remember what her name is but it's all about her
0: right yeah. that's pretty you know it's pretty interesting when they cultivate to create the movie or shows based off of books i mm-hmm. think you know, they did harry potter like that they did this film like that there's a few a few others i believe probably lord of the rings too originally yeah. or probably film obviously um, oh yeah. yeah i'm sure i am
1: Yeah, you lose so much. I mean, unless you make it into a miniseries, and even with the miniseries, like when they try to adapt Stephen King, it's very rare that they get it right or that you get the same sort of visceral feeling from the film that you get from reading it. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: same thing even with the recent release of um, It Chapter Two a couple years ago. It was a lot closer to the book than people would have ever realized. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Yeah, and it got backlash for it too. (laughs) (sighs) Because America is not ready for that. That's the problem. no.
0: And there could, it, I, uh, with that, I would say timing coincides with that. Because there's a right time and place for everything, right?
1: Right. And I think, uh, honestly, it's the political climate that we're into. People are very much not wanting to... Fuck. We, it, real life is so difficult at the moment, it's hard to watch things that are dark. Yeah, Except that. if you're me, I love dark things. No, why do <laughs> you say that, Kev? Ones.
0: Why do you believe that?
1: Why do I believe that? Um... I think people are sort of closing their eyes to what's going on politically and they're trying to ignore it. And I think when you ignore stuff, that's very dangerous. That's
0: dangerous for yourself. I mean- It's dangerous
1: for the whole country.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, two things. Uh, to what you said, if you're ignoring it, I don't think you really have any say to conduct or c- to throw your two cents into a conversation regarding <laughs> politics, right? If you're kind of ignoring it, you don't know what the fuck is really going on. No. You probably shouldn't really give your two cents.
1: No, but we're American. We'll talk about anything we have absolutely no idea about.
0: Not necessarily true.
1: I'm kind of... I'm sure I'm really <laughs> what they're doing. I'm getting too political. It's like... I'm not <laughs> at all. Go, you fine. Speak your truth. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. We talk about stuff that... You know, you see a headline and all of a sudden you think you know the whole story. And then you'll see, you'll read something from one news outlet instead of getting a perspective of pre- reputable news outlets and reading more than one. So I think that's one of the reasons the country is very, very divided now because there are, you know, it's a, what do you call it, confirmation bias. Right. If you see something that affirms what you think, you think it's correct whether it is or not. Take notes, you impressionable ass old people out there. Just right. saying. Uh,
0: you know, to what you said, Kevin, as far as this country being completely divided, I got to disagree upon that because I think this country is already united and only a matter of time before this country becomes even more united. So,
1: Good. Well, that's a happier perspective than mine. So I, I will <laughs> I will hope you're right. Cause Maybe a few you're... people,
0: but my point to you is it's only a matter of time before certain political, I'm saying political individuals or even people in general. It, truth is truth, right? That You can't go back in time and change the truth. It's only a matter of time before people get to see it, right?
1: Yeah, but we have a lot of people right now where you present them with facts and present them with truth, and they will find any way around it. So that's what my issue is, is that yeah. something can be true. And what's the what's name? Kellyanne Conway with her alternative facts shit?
0: <laughs> yeah, but they also have yeah. visual confirmation, you know? So truth comes out in many forms. It does, but that doesn't mean people believe it. Ultimately, up to the person to use their intelligence. That person could choose not to believe it, ultimately up to them. Very now, ask true. yourself as to why that person chooses not to listen.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's, that's a very that's good point, but I think also. we're at this at a place where a lot of people are choosing not to listen or not to see what is directly in front of them. It's very 1984, mm. the book, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. I, what do you say to that? What do you say to what, that as far as that person choosing not to listen?
1: I think, once again, it's confirmation bias. It's very hard to hear something that will totally change your attitude on a subject that's very close to you. And I think that's what pol- politics is, you know, a lot of times people cling to something. Then when, they f- when they're presented with, with a fact that what they have thought the whole time is incorrect or wrong, it gives such like a change to, their, to them their body, their soul. I don't know what it is, but it's very hard to realize that you've been wrong and admit it. And I think that's where we are right now is people on both sides are very much like, this is it. This is the truth. I don't care. You can show me whatever you want to show me, but I'm never going to believe it. A
2: Bunch of stubborn
0: sallies. Yep. Yeah, look, to you, I said, I think that's a case-by-case scenario with individuals. I would say it takes courage to to admit the truth, right? Yes. It would take also takes courage to want to see the truth, too, you know? Sometimes truth could be a lot for certain people. Yeah, is ex- exactly some, some, what I'm saying. Like some some yeah. people take it differently. You could have some person pissed about getting lied to. You can have another person upset about not giving you the benefit of doubt, for example. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 I would say it's, depending on the person, could certainly be a lot to process. But yeah. ultimately, I think through communication, I think truth always prevails, certainly will always prevail.
1: I think you have a more optimistic view of of what's going on that I do. So I'm, I'm hoping your view prevails. <laughs> well, in the words yeah.
2: of El Laliad from the Japanese anime death note, justice will prevail no matter what. And <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I know this conversation took a very political ass turn, but all I got to say is anime teddies for president period.
0: <laughs> all right. Well guys, that's the wraps it up for this show. I want to say thank you to Kevin and Angelo. This was a great podcast about film and different genres. Thank you guys again for allowing me to interview both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Angelo. Thank you, Kevin. And this is it for C O D Radio. This is Sebastian with your, excuse me, Sebastian, your host, with our guests, Kevin and Angelo. Thank you. Bye. Take care. If you are a COD college student, take advantage of what the Student Services Center has to offer. Struggling to pay for
1: college? Get help from the Financial Aid Office.
0: Are you feeling overwhelmed by your workload? Meet with an academic advisor. Need mental health counseling? The Student Health Center is there for you. Are you interested in a particular career? The Career Counseling Office can help. Student clubs or organizations or are you in need of special accommodations? Search the COD website for the Student Services Center. They can make a big difference in your college success.